Dog Show 9000, the official podcast of the 1900 Hot Dog Comedy Hilarity website. I'm TV Sean, maybe from the internet, and with me is my partner in hot doggery, Robert Brockway. Hey, this is the energy I'm bringing today. It's fucking hot energy. Real low. And I don't know why I, I like bring us in like we're drive time radio or something. Like every podcast is just like, hello, welcome back to the thing. You know, they do that NPR voice because like, what the fuck? We don't really need it. Plus, our intro is like this super high energy song. Maybe that's why I do it. Right. You got you got the to point just is, coast on that energy. I feel like I should be running into the room and then like spinning in my chair and right up to the microphone. Like, hey, <laughs> I'm back. Oh, God, just made it in time. I like it. I think let's take it from the top. We'll try to Robert Brockway, and then, and then you do it. The thing you were. Welcome to the Dog Show Nine Thousand, the official podcast of the One Nine Hundred Hot Dog Comedy Hilarity website. I'm TV Sean, maybe from the internet, and with me is my partner in hot doggery, Robert Brockway. Hey, oh hey, am I on? I'm here. Let's go. All right, all right. Uh, I'm done. Yeah, you were, you were saying something about the way. I'm down with the way. Have you have you seen this in the news? Have you seen this, fellas? Uh, our guest today, a repeat guest, third time back, Lydia Bug from One Nine Hundred Hot Dog. Hey, Aruga! I'm doing sound effects. <laughs> Aruga! <laughs> <laughs> now you are coming off a pretty strong uh, victory in Sean Baby's book game. Yeah. Uh, on how to enlarge your boobs uh, using psychic powers. Uh, it's not the exact title, but something really close to that. Um, I mean, everybody, everybody gets it immediately. I think. Get, yeah, yeah, that's a very are. easy concept. Everyone should get that. It's a you'd think that'd be a more popular genre, but there are in fact not too many books that uh increase the size of your boobs using psychic powers. Believe me, right, I've checked. the one the one works. Why would you need another one? Yeah, it's fine. Uh mine are back to normal though. Uh there's a lot of incantations in the book that can like uh decrease the size of your boobs as well. So I'm I'm back to normal. Uh 36C. Pretty luscious, but like I can go jogging, whatever. We'll fix that. We'll get. We'll we'll, we'll pump those numbers up. Yeah. Over the course yeah. Of this we'll podcast. have to. We'll play it. We'll have to play it again because I know I won, <laughs> and I know Brockway took that really hard last time. So he's been complaining. Uh, now, a lot. now I'm not even a victor. I'm just a tie. That's true. It, it gets worse you know every day. I didn't even life prepare gets a worse book every game. day. That tie's gonna linger at least past this episode. And speaking of this episode, this is uh, Megan Wants a Millionaire, episode three. And I want to remind the listeners not to tell Brockway who the murderer is because he still doesn't know. And hopefully this episode will give him the clues he needs to catch that murderer uh, 12 years ago. Are you actually reminding me? (laughs) Because you know I looked it up (laughs) immediately. I'm reminding (laughs) Liddy, all of our Discord users, uh, anyone on Twitter. Just keep it quiet. Real passive aggressive. It's okay because I have face blindness for murderers only, so I completely forgot already who it right, is. Right, I I haven't forgotten about that. I've got that written down. Lydia does not remember murderers. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> the worst kind of face blindness. That way you can like, remind very me. Very specifically, the worst kind. You can remind me that I don't remember murderers if we encounter someone who you think might be a murderer. He seems like a nice man. Liddy, he was a murderer. That's he was wearing prison jumpsuit. Holy shit, I'm a murderer too. <laughs> Lydia, that's John Wayne Gacy. Oh no. Well, he seemed real, real pleasant. We got to stop visiting him. <laughs> he gave yep. me a magic potion to drink. 
All right, so another thing we like to do at the top of the show, we like to talk about our current projects. Um, I'd like to go first. I, I'm working on one that has completely cracked my entire brain. Uh, do you remember the uh, hit Nintendo game? Uh, I think it was 1989. Uh, it's called Shatterhand. Are you familiar with uh, Shatterhand? No. no sadly, it no. Sounds, it sounds like you got duped. Like, I, I feel like that's, <laughs> you bought that from like a flea market. And like the, right. the sticker came off to reveal it was it was originally like a, a bootleg Mario. It was 152 Super Bro games in one. It sounds like the sequel so, to the Tony Hawk game where you just go to the hospital and they fix you up after you do all right. your Tony Hawk stuff. You just got a broken wrist from your botched jump. Like if that's not a Rob Liefeld character, it is now. <laughs> it does sound exactly like, you just like got a, a really Liefeld. good a really good idea from that. <laughs> so. The the plot of Shatterhand is this. Uh, I read the manual, uh, but for the conceit of the article, I, I didn't read the manual. All I had to go on was the, the cinematic at the start of the game, which is a dude who's kind of got like medieval cyber armor and he's shooting a machine gun. And then Shatterhand comes in, blocks all the bullets and then punches him the fuck in the face. And then the game starts. And that's all the context you get and all the exposition you get until the very, very end when Shatterhand is standing in front of an exploded world. And then he lets out one little smirk, it cuts to black and white, and that's it. That's all I know about the plot of Shatterhand. Okay, it sounds like you're a bad guy. It does kind of sound like you're a bad guy. So the conceit of this article was that I'm going to write the novelization of Shatterhand, with the bit being like there's no story to like write. Oh, I love that. As I I started, I already fucked my whole premise up because I created an entire world for Shatterhand in my head. I ended up writing like, 15,000 words about Shatterhand. I'm like, this is this is not an article. I'm writing an entire book. <laughs> yeah, you it's wrote a novella a, about Shatterhand. Yeah, I wrote a whole note. So then I scrapped it all, and I rewrote it uh, with a whole new premise. Uh, I'm excited to show people. Uh, so anyway, that's why I know, um, Brockway, you run our calendar, and you're probably like, where the fuck is my pictures of Spider-Man? And that's why I'm three days late on this, but I, I, I think it'll be worth it. And that's why you're fired. I'm firing you from the site that you started and are beloved for because i you, you gave me, so. un- unwisely gave me that power and i was like this is not a good idea is that what that contract said that was I, I, your insistence I, i'm I sorry i didn't even read it there's two whole paragraphs on that it said brockway controls everything sign here and i was like i'm not fucking reading all this all right you you have to have saved the novelization you wrote of shatterhand though just it, you have to at least say that I, I you do. did so that our fans can have something to yearn for. There needs to be like a holy grail that they can search for after yeah, you die. Yeah, release that I, shit I on never Amazon. delete anything. It's it's on my hard drive. It's this will be some behind the scenes years from now. The yeah, we'll we'll just untold story of Shatterhand. Find it in, fact, in like a uh, steamer trunk in your attic. <laughs> I took some inspiration on the second draft from our Discord itself because they they love this book called Steel. This this dude, he's like a cyber steel man. And uh, they're always putting in, like, pages that they scan from Steel. And so I'm like, I feel like Shatterhand is a very Steel-like character. And so uh, maybe right. maybe they'll see some similarities. It's going to be a hit. It's going to top the charts. Top the hot dog charts. Yeah, guy with the robot part was all you really needed in the 80s. It was so easy. So easy to do anything. Yeah. Guy with one robot part or more. Yeah, as long as it can punch, it sells. I like uh I'd still buy it. I like to Cyberman with a tank for legs. I like to Cyber Ninja. I like to Cyber Cop. I mean, I was into it all. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm putting on airs. I'd still do it. That's still all you need. Guy with one robot yeah. part. Yeah, Good that's, enough for that's me. true. That's I, I'm not above guy with one robot part either. If you had to pick one robot part for the guy to have. But. <laughs> but <laughs> <Yep>. Very nice. <laughs> robot butt. <laughs> <laughs> now, the robot butt, I would assume, would shoot some rockets. Like, uh. Some kind of a turbo flying fart power, maybe? No, it's like a... Like, he, it seems silly. <laughs> he crushes you with his silly, bugs lady. of steel. <laughs> oh, okay. So he lures you into a, like a an erotic romance. He's like, hey, come over here, stranger. You ever yep. penetrated a non-cybernetic butt before? I'll be like, whoa, hey, fella. And then, when I least suspect it, grip with the power of four tanks no you made it way more erotic than i was thinking i was just thinking you know he kind of jumps on you and (laughs) squeezes your leg with his butt cheeks like crushes your leg and that's not erotic to you no not at all erotic (laughs) the most erotic thing to me we have very different priorities (laughs) (laughs) well liddy what are you working on these days um i turned in an article uh mine was on time today (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh burn she's the sean baby now <laughs> yes no God it's our it. site <laughs> that's what the rules say uh i turned in one about this lifetime show called the witches of east end not to be mistaken with the, the witches of east wick which was a jack right. nicholson share yes yes to be mistaken they really yes. hope you mistake yeah they really want you to mistake it for that even the uh font for the show is like did you look at the article already? Because I was not looking forward to talking to you if you'd read the article, because it's kind of one of those things where, I, like... I have not. Okay, good. I haven't either. Yeah, you, like... I was hoping to talk to you before you read it, because you don't want to, like, look someone in the eye after they've read that article and know that I, uh... <laughs> I watched that show without the intention of, like, writing about it for, for the website. I just liked the show. And I would kind like of... recently. Yeah, it's my jam, too. It sounds yeah. like my jam. It was like a year ago. I watched it and I couldn't really figure out why mm-hmm. I liked it. And then I was like, this is the horniest show on earth. This show is <laughs> just, I mean, I I, I did a Shows countdown of like. monsters are the best. Yeah. Like I grew up in the Twilight. Well, like slightly older. Name than the one Twilight better generation. idea for a show. Robo butt. <laughs> yeah. Robo butt adventures. You, you don't think that's about banging a monster? <laughs> I told you it's not erotic. He just crushes your legs with his butt. (laughs) That's what fucking Frankenstein is into. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so it's it was like a lifetime executive woke up one day and realized that Twilight tweens and Vampire Diaries teens were like old enough to be in Lifetime's demographic, and they were like, we have to make an adult monster sex show. Mm -hmm. And so I counted down some of my favorite weird sex scenarios from that show the best one being the a monster that they invented for the show called the madragora that um was mm. very poisonous and it was just a naked completely naked blue guy very <laughs> dr manhattan-esque okay and he has these tentacles that come out of his back and attach to people and it either <laughs> kills them or he fucks them and that's how he eats he eats the sexual energy of his partner Oh man, I could feed that guy for weeks. Well, that's the after thing. After hearing is, that story, somebody has an army of madragoras, which implies that there's an army of people whose oh. job is just to fuck the madragoras so that they can survive. Right, you gotta you gotta top those guys off. You gotta duck in mm. there for just a quick quick bang, a quick yeah, tentacle like, bang. 
that's what they eat. Or maybe they just so. like stop by like like old dusty like ghost towns or mining towns and just drain the whole, just fuck the whole town to death and then move on. See, now we're writing a great episode. Yeah. Yeah, now this is just a writer's room for the Witches of Eastwick, but mm-hmm. or Witches of East End. Damn it. Even I don't know the name of the show. <laughs> By design. I yes. I think I wrote an episode of A Team. Like like it's an old mining town and people start <laughs> they start disappearing and then like there's there's a new bartender who's like this weird Santa Claus type. And then after they tell the story to this new bartender, like, oh, you got to get out of this town, pal. People are disappearing. And he's like, hey, guess what you just did, pal? Pulls off the Santa Claus mask. You just hired the A-Team. And then boom, credits. And then the A-Team has to find these Madrigoras. And just and, uh, fucks them yeah. until they you know, die from it. Turn the tables on them. <laughs> like a montage of them just yeah. welding and fucking. That's the face move. Like, B.A. builds them like a sweet That's truck. face is for. Yeah. That's, he's the... The gopher, the the ladies' man. He's I have not fucker. seen the A-Team. <laughs> I do not know. You have now. That was it. That's it. That's that's every episode. Is this what happens on the A-Team is they find people <laughs> and just fuck them to death? I don't know. Every single episode. It, okay. and There's always a little like of that. Eight seasons. It was I'll great. I'll have to yes. check that out then. <laughs> no, you're good. I think the just, A-Team is legitimately one of the best structured uh, action shows of all time because they have four guys. They have uh, the wildcard Murdoch, who is also... A very accomplished pilot, but they have B.A. Baracus, who's like the toughest guy in the world. He's a very fine craftsman and a great driver, and he has a cool van, uh, but he also can't fly. So they're constantly having to drug B.A. because he loves milk, and he'll always drink a glass of milk no matter how many times you drug him with drugged milk. What? <laughs> then they fly him someplace. Hannibal's like- And fuck him right to death. They fuck him to death. <laughs> There's always, that's always the B plot of every episode. Is how are they going to fuck B.A. to death? And, uh, <laughs> this shit sounds messed up. I don't know if I want to be involved the, with this. <laughs> he's the scrounger. If you say, hey, Face, we need a radiator for 87 Camaro, he will go fuck a lady until he finds one that has uh, a carburetor that he needs. All right, that, then, that's course, not a joke one that we're adding for this. That, that's yeah, just, yeah, that's yeah. actually that's how that happens. Ripped from the headlines, the A-team headlines. And uh, Hannibal is the the brains, the, you know, the colonel. Anyway, it's a great show. There was also a lady. I don't think she had any abilities, but uh, she was, she like maybe ran comms or something. Lady I don't remember. was her ability. You, <laughs> you had to she have was a lady. One the, the girl <laughs> one, my favorite character yeah. in every show. She helped them disguise themselves when they had to go undercover as like a bosom buddies style, like cross-dressing episode. Was that yeah, often? She barely, she barely got a name, much less personality types. Yeah. Hannibal was a, a master of disguise. That was his uh, his other ability. So if he needed like a Godzilla character, he'd have a Godzilla costume handy. Why would you need a Godzilla? I thought that they fought like regular oh, people. So many, so many reasons. Okay. <laughs> right. Like, if they had to fight, fight a gorilla, yeah, you want exactly. a Godzilla there. Yeah. Okay. Natural count. I mean, B.A. is strong, but he's not gorilla strong. I, I think we should talk about the A-Team more often. I, I really enjoyed this. Yeah. Next episode, just talking about the A-Team. Yeah, just explain the A-Team to me for the rest of the episode. Right. <laughs> and then liberally mix in our lies and see how it goes for them. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen pictures of the A-Team, and I know that Mr. T is B.A. Baracus, right? Is that who he is? Yeah. Okay. Sergeant Bosco B.A. Baracus. And that's all I know about the A-Team. And I think I know about that from writing the wrestling article that I wrote, because there was some mention of... I've written, written a couple wrestling articles, and there was Mr. T was mm-hmm. in one of them, because he was a wrestler at some point. 
Yeah, he uh, boxed Rowdy Roddy Piper at WrestleMania 1, and um, he had a tag team match with uh, Hogan and Piper and, I want to say, King Kong Bundy and another. Anyway, cool. he's a, he was technically a wrestler. He did an episode of Saturday Night Live with Hulk Hogan. Which Every, is... Everybody in the 80s was a wrestler for at least like a week. Yeah. <laughs> Farrah Fawcett, was she a wrestler? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Good old, good old Leaky Fawcett. It was a plumbing-themed tag team with uh, Lou Albano. And they mm-hmm. just... George the Animal Steel was actually Farrah Fawcett. This is a good episode. I'll just list 80s people and you can make up their wrestling <laughs> names. <laughs> well, Brock, what are you working on while, uh, while Liddy uh, thinks of 80s names for us to turn into wrestlers? I am working on a piece about the the Saskatchewan Wheat Pool Adventurers Club. Which Ooh. Is exactly. Is that a real thrilling. thing or a show? It's a it's a real thing. It's like a It's just going to take some time. Uh, <laughs> okay, the Wheat Pool was like a grain conglomerate in Canada and uh okay. they wanted to start kind of a 4H club for kids. Uh, okay. So they did that by starting also like a fan club that was of a superhero series that they launched. So this is a series of comic books and uh, and like pogs and activity books starring wheat <laughs> and grain themed superheroes. Oh, <laughs> only. I couldn't find any of the comic books because they just don't exist anymore. Everybody lost them to tragic grain fires, I'm assuming. <laughs> but uh, I found all the promotional material for the fan club. So it's it's about okay. the fan club for these comic books that I don't have. So it's And what era was this? I've never heard of this. Uh, I want to say 90s. I want to say mid mid to maybe early 90s. Okay. But, yeah, so not- Saskatchewan Wheat Pool adventurers club and uh and of course of course all of the characters are well all the good guys are grain or grain themed what do their powers look like please i would love to know yeah well that's one of the things i i spend the article like they have some of the the characters have like on brand on theme powers like they have one character named Wendy Wrangler, and she's just like a country singer, country singing lady, and her power is like her songs can sort of wrangle people. They can control them, right? So that's something. And then they start reaching. So then they have one lady named Fantastic Flax. (laughs) And and her power (laughs) is that she can disappear in anything, much like Flax, the Flex Up Share. I like it. That right. that is a good ad for flax right there. Right, it's much better uh, like, than the other one. I think it's a little bit of a stretch, but but you sell on it. But then they have like awesome oats. Can you can you make up a power for awesome oats? What what would you assume awesome oats? Is he superhero? delicious like oats? So he distracts people with his deliciousness. Sean, Sean, what's your guess? Uh, he's filled with fiber, so at any time he could just like. Fill it, just blast out the back of a toilet. No, I'm so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, you're going to feel so foolish. Uh, he can see into the future. <laughs> that kind of, that's be handy for a farmer. Sure. I can see that. As, as all oatmeal can do, as we are, as oatmeal is very famous for doing, can see into the future. And then they have like, they have bearded barley and uh, bearded barley's superpowers are, and I, I, I'm not making this up. 
One of his superpowers is that he's from Asia. Ooh. <laughs> Yoinks. <laughs> and then another is that he can talk to animals. Okay. And somehow... Any animal or just Asian animals? Like I he think just any animal. Panda? But okay. also, there are, he has some horses that pull him in his chariot. Apparently, he has a chariot at the oh. speed of light. Whoa. Dang. The speed not of light. I, the, not things I associate with barley, by the way. This sounds yeah. way now, better see, the than... the thing about this... Oh, I was just saying... If it's... you travel at the speed of light uh, and, you are, and you're a horse, um, I think the physics declares that you have infinite mass. I, I believe as, as you approach the speed of light and you're not a photon, I think your mass approaches infinity. So I'm saying that what he's doing is, is turning into a black hole. Uh, right, and they, they of course do cover this away with scientific Earth. accuracy in the pages of the Saskatchewan Wheat Pool oh, Adventurers Club. I, I mean, they, they, don't, they obviously don't skip out on that kind of thing. I like this much better than Alpha Flight. <laughs> yeah, that's not hard. Uh, There's a, a another word for flax seeds that's very troubling that they named the female character flax. I don't like that at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they I mean, probably couldn't look it up at home and gasp on your own time. But it's a, it, I don't like that at all. You know, there was a rough draft. <laughs> like, oh, we can't call like one of the only two women on the team. Yeah. What if we put that into a thesaurus? Okay, flax. Uh, sure, we call her that uh, what, flax. What's an F thing? Fuckable flax? We'll call her fuckable. Uh, well, we can beat that. <laughs> anyway, of course, they're, uh, they fight the Grubby Gang, who are the ver- like okay. super villains based on the various grubs and molds that mm, affect right. uh, staple crops. I thought it would be like junk food or something, but I guess there's... No, you got to get way more food. literal with this. Got like, it. They did, not, they did not take any outs. They were like, we're going to write this thing and it's going to be about crops and we're not going to like about the machines and we're not going to take any liberties. It's going to be the actual crops themselves. <laughs> Our main villain is transportation and storage issues. <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> Curse you grain silo that's too full. <laughs> I, I like Blotch. Blotch, whose enemy is uh, Bearded Barley, the Asian world destroyer. And uh, his, he has a little quote in his profile piece in the promo materials where he says, Hey, big Barley man, wait until I get my sticky discs into your beard. Mm. <laughs> oh, that, <laughs> that like is that. made up. That is not made up. <laughs> that's bullshit. And I, until I see the article, I'm sure that's bullshit. <laughs> Well, you're going to see it. You're going to see it eventually. <laughs> yeah. You're getting pretty good at Photoshop. You could probably fool me. But uh, I'm getting there. I don't I'm, buy it. I'm not there yet. I'm, I'm not quite to lies yet. I'm, I'm to trickery and deceit, sure, but not outright lies. Lady, Brockway knows how to put an animated GIF underneath a different graphic now. Whoa. like So he can create like a TV with a moving screen on it. And I will it's... only use it for evil. <laughs> yeah, the first article you said on is about turtle boys sucking each other's assholes. So, like, that's what inspired him okay. to learn. Okay, now I'm a... even more excited about that article. <laughs> yeah, that was one of those those things where I I really didn't want you guys to have seen it the last time when I talked about it because I, I don't 
I, I'm, st- I'm glad you possibly still haven't seen it so that we can be uh, as friendly as we're being right now. So I don't think <laughs> no, I erased it from my brain. Yes. We've already read it. Yeah. Some some week <laughs> yeah. you're going to ask me that and be like, what are you working on? And be like, nothing. I can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just read the mm-hmm. article. And then, and then here comes the Turtle Boys. <laughs> uh, I'm working on my personal skills. I'm working on my resume. That's what I'm working on. <laughs> That's true. We're like the the last island of internet comedy. It's just any any day now, the internet's just going to say, you know what? Nobody gets paid for anything on here anymore. Sorry, guys. It feels and like that what? that was like two years ago that that happened. <laughs> yeah, we're the last holdouts. We're we've got our little castle all walled up and under mm-hmm. siege. The Alamo of internet comedy. That should be our. Ooh, that's a good tagline. Oh, I really like that. You just been thank you. I write carrying that around now. your back pocket this whole time. Yeah, I love it. No, I'm a marketing yeah. man now. I hear I hear a Don Draper's voice in my head. <laughs> he's he shows up and he's like, "Hey, that fuckable flax girl, drop the fuckable. It's cleaner that way." <laughs> You're like, oh, "Thanks, who Don." That guy? <laughs> look, they're all gonna look at her and they're gonna think it. That's that's what you want to do. You want them to fill it in themselves. Say it without words. Then you take a long drag on a cigarette. <laughs> And then you cough a whole bunch. Just a little bit of blood comes out. Two minutes silence. Speaking of blood and silence. Yeah. Brockway is going to find a murderer today on Megan Wants a Millionaire, episode three. I'm going to nail this murderer. I'm He's telling you. find this murderer. I will just stop using him before clues. he kills again. <laughs> so uh, we are going to take a break. Watch this show for 40 minutes and we'll be back. Um, our mood will be darker. Uh, except for Liddy, because she loves Megan and <laughs> finds Megan's reprehensible behavior endearing oh, it's and best. heroic. <laughs> <laughs> yep, she is my hero. Thank you for clarifying that. All right, we're back, and we just watched episode three of Megan Wants a Millionaire, one of the most cursed shows to ever be put on television on any network. And uh, Liddy, why don't you get us started? Uh, talking us through what happened in this episode. So they start off the episode <laughs> with a, a Megan wants them to make a business plan for her dog, Lily, right. who's adorable. Mm-hmm. Um, they split into groups but of very three. drugged. Yes, very drugged. The dog always has its tongue out and is always being held by her, which you think the dog doesn't like that. But then later in the episode, they give the dog its own chair and its own name tag to judge the uh you know businesses and it clearly hates that it's like looking at megan the entire time like please pick me up what is this it is hatching a plot scheme or an escape plot the whole time yeah it's it's yeah like it it hates being held but it hates every other option more like it just (laughs) i've never seen a dog wish to not be so hard it just with very low energy there is no good state of existing it hates everything but doesn't quite have like the will to Make a change. Yeah, that's a perfect description of the dog's emotions. Um, and the dog is my favorite character on the show, obviously. Um, so they do these business yeah. plans for the dog, uh, which are three. A tough challenge. Uh, <laughs> really hard for a dog to follow a business plan. <laughs> yeah, and they have to do math. And it's very clear which of them are good at that and which of them have never seen numbers right. before in their entire life. Yeah, there are self-made millionaires and then there's everybody else in this Which show. is basically poor Joe. And, uh, 
Yes, the trust fund Joe. Who has... Like, doesn't understand these numbers? I'm getting really angry that they're not telling me what this means. Yeah, he literally yeah, gets jo- mad Joe at Joe was Matt. the trust fund baby that kisses like a hungry fish and just has never been allowed out of the house and then somehow, I don't know, escaped through a window <laughs> or something to come be on this show. It's incredible. It's everything he does, he's bad at. He's bad at math. He can't read. It's because it's the the first time he's done anything. Everything. Yeah, he has real uh, attic baby vibes. Like his like flowers Mm -hmm. in the attic. He was raised up there and then came down and they gave him ten million dollars and sent him on his way. (laughs) And he got on this show and he just has no personality. I've never. I don't think I've ever seen anyone with less personality. I couldn't tell you a single thing that this guy likes. Everything he's just like, I don't know wine. I don't know math. I don't know how to kiss for damn sure. I don't know anything, really. Was there one single thing that he did know? I don't know if you should stop for traffic. I feel like maybe they should stop for me. So I walk out in front of them all the time. (laughs) Yes. He should be dead. um, He should be dead so many times. Just on the way to the show, he should have died. This is a pretty like normal uh, reality show bit to sort of put everyone in groups and say, do a little business presentation. Like you see it a lot on the other VH1 reality shows or The uh, the Apprentice. Is a, it's really common. Uh, but on this show, the, the, the premise was, hey, do something with this fucking dog. And uh, one guy, the, the Guido dude, had this idea to have Gatorade for dogs. And he was so proud of himself. He's, you know, electrolytes are good. I fucking it was fancy the mook. water. Yeah, the mook. <laughs> and everyone said, no, that fucking sucks. We're going to do a special... Gatorade for dogs. (laughs) Yeah. A very fancy spa for dogs. And two of the other groups also thought of that. So three out of the four groups pitched uh, Dog Spa. Fancy spa for dogs. (laughs) For billionaires. That was the only idea. Because this is a group of people that is used to having one idea and then that's it. It's just... They they all just... I had my idea. I will accept no adjustments to it. Uh, we're going and they with all that. just like copied off yep. of one guy, probably from one group. They're all just listening to the one guy who actually has an idea, and then like, okay, they're doing dog spot. We're doing dog spot. None. We got and none of them, none of them banked on it being a bad idea. Oh, and right. she the didn't last... like any of the dog spots. Didn't like any. You know what grew on me was dog exercise dog video. Dish. Dog exercise video was actually right. a good idea. When they suggested that, we all were like, no, because nobody wanted to watch them do that to poor Lily the dog. But if it was just like marketing material and just saying the phrase dog exercise <laughs> video to Megan, Megan would have been so right. fucking on board with that. <laughs> I sometimes do a bit where I'm like... uh like Brockway will say like, oh, hey, have you seen this? And I'll be like, oh, I actually already own it. Like that's sort of a bit that we do around here at 1-800-HOT-DOG. But I do actually own a workout video for dogs. No. And it's true. It's truly insane. It's called Pilates Fit Dogs, uh, Pilates Pooches. Uh, and it's for agility <laughs> training for dogs. Like, you know, when they like run through the tubes and shit. Yeah. And it's right, right. That. For, for semi-professional like dog trainers. But it's also... um from the perspective that this is the most vital thing in the world. So a lot of the video is the woman telling you not to play with your dogs. Cause like you'll fuck up their ankles. Or you, you don't want to like throw a ball with your dog. Very specifically. She says, you don't, you don't want to throw a ball with your dog That's cruel. because you know, dogs you know, love that. Yeah. It's really messed up. And so, uh, I did, I did an article that it's on a Sean and, and I posted a YouTube video of this, like just sort of a greatest hits. And it was probably 40 seconds before, like they specifically, uh, took it down. Oh my God. Like with the copyright violation. And so, like they're they're out there trolling they were for that. They they are yes. standing by this idea. This is their idea. It's yeah. going to pay off any day now. It's going to start making them money if they can just keep all the pirates at bay. 
<laughs> I did not pay this much, but it was a seventy nine ninety five uh, DVD. Dear God! And uh, like that's what it retailed for. So it's clearly they're they're like, we got to sell this DVD, but not enough people want it. Let's just I got it. We'll p- charge eighty bucks and yeah. But anyway, that way we I, only I think have I, to to catch one eighth as many idiots right. to make our money back. But like, it's a genius idea. So I got idea. it at Goodwill for. For like what they were doing, because like, what are you gonna do with that? You're gonna put Lily in little leg warmers, and you're gonna like pick up her yeah. feet, and you're gonna go do to do with her feet, and Megan's gonna love that. <laughs> like mm-hmm. that should have been the thing. Yeah, it's adorable. You you made a you like shut a them down. You made like a kitten calendar, yes. not a workout video, but like who gives a shit? Like that's it's a presentation no one will ever follow through on. But and instead, what's well, funny we thought is, they were uh, going to do like a workout because they showed. Two of the guys, uh, the Punisher and some other dude in oh, like yes. stripped down and right. oiled up in towels and like weirdly being erotic yeah. with the dog. And yeah, we thought it, they were going with like a calendar kind of thing. Like, are you are you making erotic mm-hmm. dogs? Yeah, and they then they get dog. they get to the presentation and it's just another dog spa. And then they show they show the photo that they're using for their presentation. And it's just their hands holding the dog. So they cropped themselves out. In their towels, they, they just did that for yeah. them. It was just like a little. They cropped their themselves. greasy shirtless torsos out of the camera, out of the shot. <laughs> it was just their hands holding. Maybe a dog. they were trying to make the dog comfortable by being more naked with the dog because the dog <laughs> is naked. So we should be naked, right? Yes, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. As this long dog, as I live, I, I may never see anything hunks. crazier than that. <laughs> These fucking people themselves got out. naked together, and then it was just a dog spa. And then they cut themselves out of the photo. So voluntarily, never even mentioned it. Never even mentioned to her yeah. that they did that. That's a total. She did uh, oblivious until that show ran, and then was like, "What the fuck?" Are they and doing? again, Megan would have loved that. <laughs> I didn't see like, any. I of was this. sure they were gonna win. I'm like shirtless guys with her dog. Megan will love this. And then they mm. they show their yeah. the end product is just them holding up lotion and a hair dryer to the dog. <laughs> Which, <laughs> this one's just for us boys. You cannot. This one's just our thing. Liddy understands Megan. If you left Liddy and Megan in a room for eight minutes, Liddy would get in there. Yeah, she, she would you could fall get, in love with me. You so could get fast. laid by Megan eight minutes. Oh my god, yeah. thank you. Yes, I'd like to think that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I at least know that you cannot put lotion on a dog. Don't lotion a dog. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the kind of thing that gets Megan hot. The inside tip. <laughs> I could take. I could be a great second mom for Lily for sure. Hmm. Yeah. So, which, which she does not need. That dog does nothing. It doesn't even move. That dog has been. That dog. Is, it's a weekend at Bernie's dog. It's just. I wonder how old it is. It's like a glorified puppet. It it looks like it's on its last legs. Maybe that's what Megan needs. Yeah, as a it's gift negative is... two because it's been dead for two years. Oh. <laughs> Don't say oh, that, poor, poor Lily. Lily. <laughs> Lily. So the other group that didn't do a dog spa did a uh, combination dog food bowl water bowl that sort of stacks on top of itself which definitely has to exist and if not like what does that save you four square inches in your kitchen like it's it's such a nothing gives you wet wet dog food because they specifically said it goes on the top right and and even megan was like there's still a lot of work to do (laughs) (laughs) she understood but it's better than the three dog spas yeah Yeah, she some of the dog spas she didn't seem to get but some she did it was 50 50 the third dog spa that one of the other judges, there's two judges. One was like some marketing whiz. And the other one, I think, was like the manager for the pussycat dolls. And 
at the third dog spot, she's like, I just don't get it. Like she she was still trying to wrap her head around what uh Whatever. I mean, it's because they made the terrible mistake of saying it's a spa for dogs right. instead of a dog spa. <laughs> they were like, what the fuck the is other that? Two just said dog spa. <laughs> As a dog owner uh, in San Francisco, there are like a couple of luxury spas. And like when I leave town, I put my dog in the fucking like $200 a night luxury dog spa because I feel like an asshole when I don't, if that's an option. Because like, what, a, what is a, a kennel in San Francisco is still like 80, 90 bucks a night. Like, it's not like. Super splurging even, on the dog. Even dog, dog real estate yeah. is unaffordable. I have a corgi chihuahua mix now. That's what tater tot is. Oh. They're so high energy. Is your dog out of control? My dog will fucking tear the arm off my baby to steal <laughs> the tiniest morsel of food. Yes. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like living with a. It's like living with a drug addict because if you say the t word, I can't even say it because I. She's in the back bedroom yeah. with a crate, but she'll hear me. She'll charge. She she her yeah. body changes like she scrunches up and her paws spread out and she jumps on all four paws up and straight down and her eyes get huge and it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. My dog knows every variation. Of my dog straight screaming. up just speaks English if you're talking about food. <laughs> it's like, did you say cheese? But yeah. So my point is, this is a product that already exists on a very fancy level. And uh, if there was a, a dog spa that cost like $500 a night, it would be a discussion in my home as to whether or not we should leave the dog Oh, there. for sure. Me so, too. Uh, so it's not a bad idea. It's just that everybody else had it before. Yes. But also, this very simple idea was at least half of them were too complicated. I think they just felt like they had to say something and they couldn't be like good to all the dog spas. So they were just like, I don't get it for some of the dog spas. It's like spinning a wheel to decide what you're going to say. They were like, "Uh oh, I do feel like it's a very specific set of skills. If you were to go up to someone and say, hey, you've got 45 minutes to come up with a $10 million dog <laughs> idea. I don't think a lot of people are like, oh, cool. I can execute well on this plan. Like that's a fucking bizarre requirement. If you're waking up. Dog hats. Fancy yeah. dog hats. You're like, I thought we would be doing like obstacle courses and then the winner would like get to fuck the blonde lady. I, I don't understand this show at all. Dog spa. <laughs> that's my idea. Do- it just came to me while I was talking. Dog Just spa. take any product and add four dogs. Bank for dogs. <laughs> right. It's full of treats. Oatmeal superheroes for dogs. <laughs> I'd buy it. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a good That's product. That's the tagline. So I don't know. I think it was one of the dog spas who won. I don't know how she decided which dog spa. No, won. no, it was the it was the bowl. It Holy was the shit, bowl you're right. It the was water. the dog bowl people. And I, the team consisted of I want to say David, who was who was the guy. Yeah, Canadian Dave. Uh, we no, no, he's he's the the Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, sorry, I'm all, I'm getting guy. It. Dave is the the smarmy. Dickhead. The baby talk guy. Yeah, With I the call curly him blonde hair. The the foot collector. He's <laughs> yes. the foot collector. He's the foot collector. Uh, and then Joe, the feet. Poor Joe, who is the Joe, the one with no personality, who <clears throat> the trust Joe fund money, freshly escaped from the closet in which he has lived his entire <laughs> life. Right, and the Canadian Ryan is the Canadian's name. And uh, right, right, the yeah, and Ryan he won the who... full date. He got his own date, and he took Megan to a French restaurant. It was mostly nervous laughter. They didn't really show a lot of the date. Um, well, he said the fucking creepiest shit oh, in yeah. this entire show. He said, like, he was describing when he was going to go on his date, and he said he he heard the clacking of her heels on the hardwood floors and then saw her legs emerge, and it was just... None of it was, like, a human <laughs> speaking about another human. It was all, like, 
aliens describing a body that they found in a lake. It I was, saw her lightly skinned flesh. He was, he was like step, writing an erotic step, novel. Step out of the shadows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't he like He was it. writing an erotic novel in passive voice about just clearly somebody that had been freshly and he, murdered. And he continued. <laughs> so he, go, he goes. He did that at the dinner too. Right on the murderer list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, I think. Yeah, his dinner was also super weird. He was definitely wearing a human face for that entire... <laughs> And I should remind the listeners, Brockway has no idea which one of these men did turn out to be a murderer. No, but firmly on the list is David the Foot Collector, Mm -hmm. the the Quentin Tarantino of whatever it is he does. And And Ryan, so so two of your top suspects were, they got a date this episode. and They were on a team, yeah. That's right. Joe, Joe, probably not a suspect, or or do you think he's capable of murder? Joe is so not a suspect. I don't think... Joe would know. I mean, Joe might murder a person on accident. Like, he right. wouldn't understand that he is stabbed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could see him, like, well, dropping he doesn't, a... He doesn't it's a manslaughter situation. I could see him, like, dropping a VCR in the bathtub but or yeah. something. Like, oh, hello, yeah, grandmother. I brought the VCR so you could watch television. Get it away, Joe. You can't have a VCR in the... <laughs> <laughs> right, and then he wouldn't understand that she had died because nobody's right. talked to him about anything. I'm going to go get the butler, and he'll make you move, Grandma. <laughs> But yeah, that's a man. That's not a cut your hands and feet off and pull no, no, out no. your teeth, put you in a suitcase murder. He's he's a, a murder of like of negligence at best. Are you gonna pick this right. episode? He's called Daddy. You, who, your your final answer for who the murderer is? Because we watched. Did you decide? Well, this is episode three, but Sean, mm-hmm. because Sean referred earlier in this episode that we do a bit where he has no, he has everything. <laughs> uh, he has the two unaired episodes, That's so I don't true. know if I'm making my final guess this episode. I'm prepared, mm-hmm. but right. so for the for the full story, they did make two more episodes, fully edited. They just didn't go to air because of the murder. And uh, that's not the full, complete run of the show, but uh, everything past episode five is still in some, you know, VH1 editing bay in North Hollywood. It's being studied by, like, psychologists, by criminal psychologists right. for how to spot this murderer earlier next time. And I'm I'm going to teach them because I will catch this murderer. I will I find him. Yeah, I think you can do it. Uh, <laughs> so, uh... The date with Ryan goes pretty well. They like make out on some like overlook and uh, they seem to have a, a pretty solid connection. Uh, they both seem a touch sociopathic. So they have that in common. Yeah. And it's so boring that they barely show it. This is the hardest task. Yeah. They, it's just like what, whatever they, it's two people about to fuck. Who cares? And then nobody, nobody in this, involved in this show, nobody on screen at any point has any idea what a human being should act like. It's, this is the hardest. Goddamn it really is. And speaking of, uh, they the next date she goes on is with Joe and uh, David, and they sit next to her in the back seat. And she seems to have no ability to like um, regulate the affection being shown her. So both men are just pawing at her, just fucking like just groping. Joe has his pinky like up in her crotch, like he's he's hot, so high up her thigh, and it feels like she's sort of built a little like barrier what do you call it like a moat yeah like a little barrier yeah. or moat <laughs> she put with her jacket she put a jacket to, built a tiny crotch fortress she was like this is the line you can touch me to here yeah this is the line because it's hard to like say you're super gross this is for the tv show i need you to keep your fingers outside of me but that's like <laughs> what she needed to do on a normal day i somebody, feel like somebody needed to say that <laughs> right so this is there should Very be a gross. guy whose job it is to say, like, hey, hey, where all I should see your fingers at all times. <laughs> and and uh David is 
just bragging the whole time about how he he'll like see a car on the road and say, I just bought that car. He'll be like, look at that castle up on the hill. I have seven castles just like that. <laughs> and the other dude is saying fucking nothing while they cut to like testimonials him later in the day saying, I didn't know what to say. He just wouldn't shut up. And so I just sat there so mad. And that's the <laughs> car ride. And they go have like some date and the whole time they're like wine tasting and the guy's the dickhead is totally in his element. He's like swirling the wine glass. Like if well, picture the worst piece of shit you've ever seen trying to act like a wine expert. I think we should also note that then, earlier in the show, he said to Joe, I'm going to save your ass. You don't know anything about wine. I'm going yes. to talk about wine. And like somehow that's going to make. He said, shut up. Shut yeah, up tomorrow. Like that's going to make Joe yeah. look good to quietly sit there while he talks about wine. But Joe doesn't know. And yet yeah, Joe did because it. he what but else Joe, is he going to do? Even Joe knew that was bad. Yeah. Even Joe knew that things were not going his way while that was happening. And well, he tried to like he he saw the the dickhead swirling and sniffing his wine, and then he like super low confidence tried to swirl and sniff his wine. Yeah, so sad. Kind of <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, just has has never been let out of the compound. Uh, they don't allow him to watch television because it riles him up. <laughs> I said if, but you, the if wine you told bar was, he wasn't uh, old enough to drink, I would believe you if he was like pretending that yeah. he was going to because they would catch him if he did. Yeah, you could if he Your said he was thirty five. If he said he was thirty five, his juice, his daddy juice has gone bad. Is if you if he said he was thirty five, you'd buy it. But like he's so childlike that you're you're like I don't I don't think this dude's over nineteen. Can I have a straw for this? Uh, <laughs> there, the I think the wine bar is throwing it in her eye. So as long as you don't throw your wine directly into her eye, you're still better than Al <laughs> from episode one, and who was still thriving, still yeah, here, still, still doing thriving. great. Didn't win the date, but mm-hmm. but got, he bought her, made it through. He bought her the twenty year old woman, twenty something year old woman, uh, eight thousand dollars with the Botox, so she loves him. So Megan takes what seems to be pity on him. Uh, Liddy interpreted it as her knowing what good TV was, and I uh, concede that Liddy is the Megan expert. So that's probably what was happening here. Yeah, Isn't you're in that headspace. Yeah, I think yeah. Megan so, Megan was guiding the show. Yeah, she's in my head now. I can hear her voice. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Megan pulls the trust fund baby away from just this hostile bullying going on. Uh, and then they have some very awkward kissing. He gives her a gift. In his mind, this is the furthest he's ever been with a girl. He almost got to second base in the car. He's like sucked on her lips vaguely like a human kiss for a few times. So this is his greatest sexual conquest to this day, I imagine. So um, it was a little heartbreaking that later in the episode, of course, um, he had to say goodbye. It was not at all. Yeah, that was that was your pity. It was like... not heartbreaking. It was a mercy that Megan did for him. <laughs> Megan was like, "You, sweetie, you shouldn't be here. You should go home. You should take mm-hmm. a nap. You should think about yeah. your life." I mean, she started talking, and then he immediately said, "We're just friends." Huh? <laughs> yeah, <he knew. laughs> well, we forgot to mention when he said, "I love you." Oh, oh. almost. Oh yeah. He said I love you and then like saw that that, that was not the right thing to say to a human being in this situation and went <laughs> Yeah, he almost. watched it back and I <laughs> like that fixes I it. I think that was the instant like, Megan was like, I have to let yeah. this sweet child return to the to the wild. Right. He should not be here. <laughs> you need to go practice a date with a puppet several times at home. <laughs> you need to go sleep this off in your sensory deprivation <laughs> tank. You are overstimulated. Yeah. He did You're have to sleep tonight. two glasses of no-no juice. He's fucking plowed. <laughs> I don't think it's fair to say he said, I love you either. He said, I love you. 
like it was a question, kind of. Yeah, yeah, then, you're right. <laughs> and then added the almost. 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 <sighs> I love you almost. We're just friends, I guess. But after finding out that he was right, they are just friends, he does go for one of those very disgusting vertical-headed fish kisses. So I guess that's how he <laughs> talks to his friends. That's probably how he kisses his mother goodbye. I don't know. I'm going to assume. Yeah, for sure. Because he didn't practice on a puppet like the rest of us. Amateur. 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 What else happened? Oh, the wrestler. The wrestler finally made his oh, move. Mm-hmm. I love of, Matt. Uh, trying to teach her, mm-hmm. how, trying to teach her how to wrestle, and like, it it is it is the whole, we've said this the whole time. It's such a good call because she belongs. In yeah, wrestling. and it was yes. cute. If any woman has belonged in wrestling, it was it was. She has natural insincerity. She looks fantastic. The further you get away from her, she's the perfect. Sexy lady to stand down there by the ring apron and clap. She is entirely comfortable with being hated. That's all you can ask of a wrestler. Well, and he was doing that thing where she was she was fake hitting him, and he was like, "Oh no, Megan!" (laughs) Like he was really um, hamming it up, and I thought that was adorable. And it was really good, like physical escalation. Like as a as a student of the pickup artistry, like it's good to engage in some intimacy that like kind of lets you wrestle a little. So like. I think this guy was getting somewhere, like on a real. And yet, and yet, I think his outfit. I think his outfit blew it for him with his zebra robe and then like rubber panties. And a <laughs> Wait, uh, you're forgetting that she dated Brett Michaels. Uh-huh. I think that that she right. She's seen it before, and like <laughs> she was in love with it. I think it's just like, not impressed. I, I think she, that was actually points in his favor. <laughs> he actually studied it from the show and saw which outfits she preferred. <laughs> Yes. So it looked like he was, uh, things were going well. Uh, Liddy, actually, you were like, this is a perfect guy for her. Yes, I, I and, still think uh, that. You, you seem like you were really disappointed, Megan, when she kicked him off the show, too. I was genuinely heartbroken. But then I realized as it happened, I was like, well, I have a good radar for what is a good guy. And Megan does not. So, like, whatever I think mm-hmm. is good probably is the opposite of what she's thinking romantically exactly so <laughs> i love that i love that he responded to his being cut by saying by listing all the good things that were from arkansas <laughs> he was from arkansas and that's good yeah and also rice <laughs> yeah. yeah they make their own rice that's a well quote. i think the implication was she didn't think he would make enough money which i forget what his what was his net worth to you he had five million that's yeah, better than lots million. of people. from wrestling yeah that couldn't he possibly wrestled, be from wrestling. That means he's wrestled five million times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and she like sniffed that out. She was like, sure, you have five million. Okay. And then at the end, he's like, oh, well, I've, I guess, wrestled with Bill Clinton was something that he said. Or Bill Clinton has come to my wrestling show and also like McDonald's oh, okay. and then also Rice. That, right. No, that was him just listing good things. From That's Arkansas. what that was. Bill Clinton, McDonald's. Oh my god, I was so Rice. confused. Uh, yeah, I thought he was saying that he'd worked okay. with all of these like brands. <laughs> I've wrestled Rice. I've wrestled McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, I don't think any of us are I, full wrestling nerds. I'm maybe the closest, and I've, I mean, none of us have heard of this guy. He's not a famous wrestler. Even he couldn't even parlay like this uh, this appearance into into something in the WWE. He's yeah, he, this is a guy that got $5 million from his dad and then tried right. to use it to start a wrestling career. Yeah. That's my, yeah, that's my that's guess on this it. one. He also didn't demonstrate a lot of wrestling skill on the show. Like, 
he showed Megan how to like punch him in the back and then he fell on the floor and it didn't make any of us say like, oh, wow, he's really good. But when the Punisher stripped, all three of us were like, Damn. this is a fucking <laughs> yeah. good stripper. That's yeah. art. This is what we art looks like. We all agreed mutually that he was good yeah. at this job. <laughs> we have an eye for talent is what I'm saying. God, there were still there were still so many just non entities in this show. Like there, I I don't think in the course of this podcast we've gotten across that there are like fifteen guys here. Right. There's like four guys you talk about at any given point, and there's just so many that I don't know if they don't get screen time and that's why they have no personality, or if they just have no personality. Like they have money and can hold up clothes. They're just like <laughs> rich mannequins. <laughs> That's what Megan wants. That's really genuinely what, it what is. Joe That's feels why like. I, I want to know one thing that Joe likes or is interested in or has thought about in his entire life. Or can yeah, do. Or can do. Or just can do. Just anything. Like, can you, can you fold is something? I don't know. A movie what, what you've can you seen? Do? What is a thing? Have you read a book? Do you know how to turn off the TV on your own? Or is it just trapped? Do you just leave the room when you're done? I know the way mother likes her feet robbed. I don't think you're allowed to touch That's other people. Something. <laughs> so, um, Brockway, did, was Matt one of your suspects, the pro wrestler? I I want to say that any pro wrestler is a suspect when murder mm-hmm. is on the line. It's just, it's such ingrained into the built-in wrestling tragedy. They always uh, have a few follows. opioids inside their systems, like fighting for dominance. Right, there's always at least, if there's like five wrestlers in a ring, there's one murder. Yes. You can, that you sounds can just, right, That's yeah. just math. That's what that's what math is. Uh, but <laughs> Matt didn't strike me as that one. He's not the, he's mm-hmm. not the murdering wrestler. If only because there's no way that dude was taking steroids. Like, <laughs> that's true. Not a... He, need, he needs not that rage. He's not hot enough to be a murderer. Punisher, I could see. That's what Brockway's saying. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm saying it doesn't look like drugs have ravaged his system enough that he loses touch with reality and murders somebody because he, he can't control his rage, which is the wrestling tragedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he can get there, though. I think if he really buckles down and, and dedicates himself to wrestling, he could yeah. be an excellent murderer one day. Best of luck, Matt. I want... But not today. I want to Google him and see what not he's today. doing now. I wonder if he, like, did they ever say he his wrestling name? His wrestling name obviously isn't Matt, right? <laughs> I'm looking it up right now. It's Matt the Murderer. <laughs> oh, shit. oh, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> we told you not to Google anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, I guess it's time for me to make my guess. Yes, huh? please. I mean, this is the kind of the end of the show. I think. All right, high on my list still is the foot collector, David. <laughs> David, yeah. He's, uh, he came across super unlikable in this episode. And every episode. Do you think you're only rooting unlikable. for him to be the murderer because he fucking sucks? Or do you think... And aggressive and still very perverse. Mm-hmm. And like that, that combination still makes me think, like, this is a guy... I don't know that he's murdered before, but he's got to try murder at mm-hmm. one point. It's got to occur to him... That, like, he deserves this? Yeah. Like, I deserve to take another life. He's got a couple murders planned. Absolutely. Right. Like, he's going to try it just to try it. Like, if if it's not in this show, it's eventually. And he has the unearned confidence of a man who thinks he could get away with it. Yes, I can see that. Right, right. He owns owns people that are lesser than him. Mm -hmm. So I think David is still definitely on this list. Ryan. Ryan is coming out of nowhere. He's coming from Mm -hmm. non-entity to as soon as he got screen time. Yeah, he's definitely on the murderer list with that really creepy 
description of the human body from like <laughs> from the ground up yeah. literally like it kind was, of going to describe each piece of yeah. the chilling. human body it was snake like not associated yeah, i would call it chilling and that he's got a really weird smile and then he he introduced himself by saying have you ever met a canadian before which <laughs> i didn't think would be threatening but i guess that's pretty threatening it should be the least threatening thing you could introduce yourself with but yeah, now I'm a little bit threatened. It's probably what <laughs> Canadians say when someone worries they're American. They're like, hold on, are you, are you American? They're like, no, 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 no. I'm, have you met a Canadian? Like, we're much nicer. We don't have as many guns. We're <laughs> more polite. But I feel like this one, it's like, have you ever met a Canadian like, before? What, is, what does uh, that we mean? Have we have our own great, murderers. Great extradition laws. <laughs> there's not a lot of murders, so you can really make a name for yourself up there with with not a lot of audio. And then he like pulls out a big knife okay. and just got some moose right in front of her. This is what we do in Canada. <laughs> and if it's if it's not one of those two, those are the only two that like got screen time right. in the episodes I can think of. Al was I have a I have a feeling Yeah, it could still be Al, but Al got backgrounded a lot. Mm-hmm. I I just I think I think what it probably is, it, is it's one of these many guys that is just a non-entity at this point. Like, it's probably the guy that, that looks like Tom Jane Frankenstein, right. as you keep calling him. <laughs> who, who looks like David Borean has got squeezed in a vice. Yeah, that's a like good it's, description, it's probably, too. <laughs> it's probably one of these just placeholder men, these just cardboard cutouts of men. Because that's who the murderer always is. Yeah. It's always just he the was so quiet. unremarkable white guy. Because <laughs> could you imagine and the like, rage if you were David Boreanaz and then lost your looks? Oof. Oh. Right. If you if if, if you, and if a woman said something to you, <laughs> like that's it. Yeah. So I, I think what the honest answer is, is it's probably one of those dudes that is just like at one point she said, TJ, you're safe. And we all went, <laughs> it was TJ. Yeah. I, I, was, I didn't even uh, recognize him when they showed him. Sex Toy Dave or Sex Toy Dave. Is that Tom Jane Frankenstein? It might be. Like, here's the thing. He looks like a monster. He's named Sex Toy Dave, and we can't remember anything about him. That's no, how blank that guy is. I think Sex Toy is. Dave is, is more nondescript than Frankenstein Thomas Jane. He's, he's shorter and petite. I don't I kind know. of remember Sex Toy Dave. I think you're Dave. right. Yeah. Can you imagine not knowing who Sex Toy Dave is on a show? Like, I, it's remarkable yeah. that this is happening. <laughs> so I think it's, it's, it's like Sex Toy Dave. It's either Sex Toy Dave okay. or... David or Ryan. Okay. Those are all um, great picks. Uh, Wait, we still have those other two episodes, so we can keep going with this. I want you to maintain not knowing who the murderer is as long as possible. And, um, okay. I don't want to give you a clue. It's easy because because I don't mean to brag, but I stopped giving a shit about this the second we stopped recording. <laughs> Whereas I... <laughs> I have fun. I like the shows. I'm done with I, it. I dug into like <laughs> Megan's whole we current day internet history and looked up Megan and looked up everything I could as soon as I was away from the from the recording. That was my night. And I, I uh, went to her Instagram after you mentioned it, how like the Botox was apparently, you know, very obvious. Yeah, she used that gift certificate. Mm-hmm. Is uh, does she use a lot of Instagram filters? Like, is there does she kind of carry that kind of sadness with her Instagram? Pictures? No, not really. I would say overall, her Instagram was pretty um, normal. La mom was what I felt like. Like she's okay. got a kid now, and it was just her and yep. her kid. And does she talk a lot about her missing husband? <laughs> about her missing husband in prison. 
<laughs> she talks. She yeah, she's done like an an interview recently about like the whole show and VH1 and what happened with all that uh, not too long ago, and she advertised that on her Instagram. Okay. Does she does she mention how she's starting to see worrying things in her child? <laughs> she did not bring that up. The kid the kid looks very normal. Young. It looks a lot like Joe, which is weird. No. <laughs> oh. Wouldn't that be a twist? <laughs> oh, I'd watch that show. He's got Punisher's birthmark. <laughs> Megan and Joe, you'd watch that show. I don't know. That show would I be would. hard to watch. I, it's it's so rare to see such a uh, power dynamic shifted so far in one direction. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Megan was just in so much control of every interaction they had, but he was still, like, getting to second base, like I said. Like, he was still getting so much mouth stuff, and his hand was all up inside her, and she didn't want it, but it was happening for him. I don't understand, like... <laughs> It's it's because he doesn't know like every other human being, even even the sociopathic ones would pick up like I should not push this on camera. Right. And Joe was just like, I'm going to put my uh, hand. Uh, there. She's letting me. She's letting me. Uh. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, it's, I would. Yeah, I would. Watching I would that, love that show. Fucking she just reverse of chemistry. Just this, this backwards chemistry. It would be very fascinating. I'd watch that. I'd watch that. Show. I would watch it until As she slowly teaches him to do human things. <laughs> Every That's what I watch thing. it for. I want it I, until he says like I like oranges, and I'm like, okay, there's something that he's interested there's in. Something. He has <laughs> something in his body other than like a bag of blood and cells. Okay. <laughs> I bet he likes chicken nuggets. I bet he orders chicken nuggets wherever he goes. I bet he thinks Seems they're too like spicy. That kind of guy. No. Yeah, I bet he likes water. That's the one thing I can clearly say. He's probably really a big water guy. Eight mm -hmm. full glasses a day. I bet he would drink a vanilla milkshake, and I bet he would get really upset when the milkshake machine is always broken. <sighs> Why doesn't anything Just ever work a out violent for Joe? Screaming fit. Yeah. You do napkin holders. He buys the, the McDonald's to fire everyone in it. Scratching. I will have my uncle buy this place. <laughs> And you'll have to fix the ice cream machine. That brings up just one of my favorite moments that we glazed right over is that when they were on the team and the, the other two guys were putting together a basic business plan and just kind of putting together numbers of like, when could this be profitable? Right. And, and he was just sitting back there and talking. He literally said, I get so mad when people do math. <laughs> and he like, yeah, had, he had no skills Which, whatsoever. Same. I get and, it. Right. It's very relatable. But then to follow it up, like later, Megan was like, so, you know, wh where does your money come from? What do you do? And are you involved in the business? And he's like, no, my grandpa gave me 20% of the business if I would just leave them alone. Yeah. He said, they don't want me involved because I don't take it seriously. <laughs> we just and I said, lie, buddy, go, buddy, lie. You can lie to her. Right. He doesn't she... know. He doesn't know that this is like bad. Yeah. Nobody, nobody has taught him good and bad yet. Megan, I have pooped my pants Four times this year. I was going to say three, but I'm going to be honest yet. with you. Yeah. <laughs> he's just, he's just a, a giant toddler. And I think, honestly, it speaks well to Megan that she got rid of him because if she was really only interested in money, he wins. He has the most money. And she, yeah, she has, right. has some dignity because even she was like, I cannot do that. Yep. We've, we've found mm -hmm. the line. She could get that money that day, too. The day the show wraps, she's like, okay, 
uh, sign this. Uh, it's a prenup that gives you uh, uh, gives me all your money, uh, and I don't have to marry you. Well, okay, Megan. <laughs> I'll have I, I I do some law for my. Yeah, I'll, uh, here you go. Sign. <laughs> yep. Okay. That's all it would take, and he would he would Day be one. overjoyed yeah. to do that for her. But we we found it though. We found we found her moral line, and it is getting fingered on TV by a giant toddler. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I've gone too far. I need to get this guy off the show. Yep. Yeah. She didn't like how that felt. So proud of her. Good for her. Congratulations, it's real growth Mega. for Megan. What's her last name? How? Hauser, Hauser, Hauserman, 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 Megan Hauserman. I don't know why I'm saying it like that. I just, I'm just fucking around at this point. But I think that was, I think we hit all the highlights. I'm trying to think if we missed anything because it was such a good episode. So packed with moments that I'll never forget. <laughs> yeah, we left. <laughs> we've really, we've really bonded. <laughs> we, we finished and we had such a good time. Uh, I think I can honestly say. And then like. As we talk about it, we're like, wait, nothing really happened. It's just something about this show is great overall, but uh, this episode did not have like the the moments of the previous one. Like this is had this sort of an uneventful date, this business presentation where fucking seventy five percent of it was the same, all of it was dumb. Uh, but it's still just, I love the interaction between Megan and these creeps. It's uh, I, I'm telling you this, they got to bring this show back, despite the fact that I think it uh, destroys the moral fabric of society. Uh, because who needs that? I think we've all decided oh, we're, absolutely. we're past that. We're, yeah, society sucks. Bring back Megan wants a millionaire. Yeah. Let's accelerate the in apocalypse. Almost, in almost every like story writing class, feedback, workshop, anything I've been a part of, somebody always says, well, you need somebody to root for. And I, I put forth <laughs> this show that no, you don't. No. I root for Megan. Well, Liddy loves yeah, Megan. I root for Megan. I want to see Megan get hit by a bus. <laughs> I, I really don't like what? Megan. That's upsetting. There's nobody to root for. You can. You can root for whoever you want, but like the show does not give you any. You're not on anybody's side. I think side. I like that Megan. I'm not even on the dog what? side. Okay, and I love Lily. I'm, I'm <laughs> Lily's number one fan. Rescue Lily. I do hope, I hope that dog gets what it's after, which Sittles. is a swift death. <laughs> <laughs> It likes to be cuddled by Megan as like that the first time we've ever seen the dog want anything was this episode where it was mm-hmm. willing to suicide off of that chair to yeah. get into Megan's lap. It loves Megan. You, you might be projecting some emotions onto that dog. All we know is it was trying to jump off a chair and kill itself. <laughs> I guess that's true. It did just want to die. Einstein Hunter Frankfurt! Dog Zone 9000 was made possible by contributions from Hot Dog Supremes like Benjamin Siran, Dr. Awkward, Yosari, Josh S., Zachary Evans, 
Adrian Hisbrook, Aiden Moat, Brianne Whitney, Josh Fabian, Armando Nava, Lyman, Toastigod, Neil Schaefer, Doug Redmond, Jaber Al Aiden, David Forna, Mike Stiles, Eric Spalding, the artist formerly known as Devin, Hawk, Neil Bailey, Micah Phillips, Yanis Ionitis, Holly Poisuo, John McCammon, Nick H, Matt Riley, Rhea, Rich Joslin, Ken Paisley, Timmy Leahy, Dean Costello, Three Finger Louie, Nick Ralston, Zadarfan, Jamie Gordon, John, and Jeremy Neal.